Hello and welcome back. You're listening to Brick by Brick 365, a podcast that aims to build your knowledge one brick at a time. My name is Tyler Johnson. I'm a financial advisor just outside of the Boston area. I'm interviewing business owners and CEOs from all around to help educate, inspire, and grow your insights into the business world by looking at where they started and the journeys that they have gone through. Welcome back to another episode, Brick by Brick 365. Um, today with us, we have the honor of Joe Mill from Laced Apparel, as well as the Chinaman himself, the owner of Civilized Apparel as well. Two of them decided to hop on the podcast today. I'm going to let you guys just kind of open the floor to you, introduce yourself, give the audience a little background on just who you are and, and what you guys have going on. Hey, 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 what's up? This is Chinaman, Alex Gracia, a.k.a. Chinaman owner of I Am Civilized Apparel, short for Civilized Apparel, which stands for Socialize, Educate, Refine. Socialize, you are who you hang with. Education, the most powerful weapon in the world. Refine, it's never too late to make a difference. And we have a mission statement that's so easy to remember. Our mission is to build a cultural society consisting of ethical, humane, and socially responsible people through fashion and art. That's what we're all about. Hello, 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 everybody. It's going to be hard to follow up on that, um, but I'm going to try. I'm Jamil Rodriguez from LACED. Uh, LACED actually is an acronym for living and creating experiences daily. That's our motto. That's how we live and um, tell you a little bit more about our story and our brand. Awesome. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah, I mean, where, where I figured we can we can start is I know, you know Jamil talking with you a little bit. Um, just the beginning seemed to be very interesting, you know, from where your background was in and where you got started. So, you know, Chime in, I'm, I'm assuming it might be fairly similar for, for you as well, but why don't you guys just kind of start with giving us, you know, a little bit of breakdown, like when did, did Laced and, and Civilized Apparel kickstart, where the ideas come from and, you know, what were you doing maybe before that? For me, Laced was, uh, was kind of an accident. Um, I was in the real estate business before that, always been a sneakerhead and a, and a, you know, big into uh, streetwear, fashion, and all types of fashion, realistically. And I started in uh, about 2010. I was opening a skate and snowboard shop. I got kind of inspired, and I wanted to be a snow bum. I don't know if that's a real thing, but it's like the opposite of a beach bum, right? I wanted to live as close to a mountain as I could and snowboard all day. So I had this wild idea that if I opened a snowboard shop, eventually I'd have one closer to a mountain, and I'd do that but I needed something to sell in the summertime because it's seasonal and skateboarding was what I thought made the most sense so I opened a skate and snowboard shop called Boardroom Boston and it was in the financial district which is like a mecca for skateboarding in Boston probably in any city right I think like the downtown areas are like our way you would catch the most skaters um, skating in the street and um, and it was it and they had a cool name, but it was literally just a 300 square foot space uh, with skateboards and snowboards in it. So it was a board room. So I thought it was a great play on words. Um, and uh, and that's kind of all I really was intending to do. I said, man, I got to do this. And um, and that's kind of like where my journey started. I, uh, I, I signed on for it. I knew that I could do better than the previous um, management. And uh, I kind of bought a failing business. And yeah, I am 11 years later, uh, seven locations in, a restaurant and a smoothie shop. So I'll tell you more about that. Awesome, man. I always, uh, I'm not sure if you're, you're too familiar, Jomel, with um, Lululemon at all, but the story of, of how that got started, um, fairly similar, believe it or not. The guy was a, um, 
I think like a surfer at, at heart out in Cali and uh, ended up kind of going up towards Canada area where he was originally from to kind of tackle both markets. I find that they overlap a little bit like winter, summer, um, skateboarding, surfing, right. and then skiing and snowboarding tend to be a little bit of an overlap there, which um, is good. And starting 11 years ago, I, I think might have maybe missed the timing or, or was just in it, but wasn't there like a, a big, um, the industry in, in the skateboarding space, snowboarding, things like that really took off. I think it might've been like the early 2000s or even like the, the later, you know, 2010 potentially. But did you see, like, was that around you where the idea came from or um, were you in that space already and just seeing the, the trends? No, dude, I grew up snowboarding. Like I literally loved snowboarding and it took five years off. I'm not sure why. I think like just my life didn't allow it or I don't know. I don't know exactly why. And when I came back, I, I went about 30 times that season and I was just like, man, I can't believe I took this much time off. Like I love this. Like this is literally what I'd love to do. And, uh, and I, and like I said, I literally just wanted to snowboard as often as I could. I no clue, you know, where it was going to lead to that. It was going to become a brand that I wanted, you know, going to do a business out of it. Um, but, uh, but I knew that real estate was, did well for me. And, um, and the only place I'd made like some lump sums of money. And I was like, you know what, worst case scenario doesn't work out. I just go back to real estate. And I was like, but I'm going to take this chance. Um, so I wasn't in the space at all in any retail space. I wasn't even, I just had little, I felt like all the pieces had fallen in, in place for me. We had, um, I had went to see a, a retail location and got turned down. Um, and because it was, uh, I don't know, it was owned by a landlord that had kicked me out of it, out of their apartment before. And by the time I saw the second one found the next space I wanted, turned out my real estate office had the listing. So I'm like, this is meant to be. I didn't throw an application. I was like, this is just falling in place. And then same thing with the, you know, with, with Lace. Like I was like, my friends was just like, yo, you need to do this. And, um, and I didn't have to, you know, go through any hoops. It's like, you know, looking for a space, building a place out. I was just like, yo, I'm going to take these opportunities while they're here. Awesome. Um, we'll definitely dive a little bit deeper into that, but before, before we do, we'll, we'll slide it over to, to Chinaman and, and, here, learn, learn a little bit more about where it started for him as well. So why don't you chime in there and give us a little bit of background on your side. How I got into fashion is almost like, um, like he's playing lace. Um, I was more into the music industry and the management, running around with Pitbull, running around with Rick Ross' team. My, my job description was to bring in like any extra outsource money, like endorsement deals, anything that deal with tobacco, um, apparel, alcohol. Because at that time, the, the industry was changing and 360 deals were coming in. So it's, it was all about that extra value, that extra money. But I've always had fashion in, in me because growing up, um, I, was, um, I had major dyslexia because my parents were Cuban and Haitian and they migrated into the United States. Their first language was in English. So imagine being raised in a house with a Haitian, uh, Haitian father, a Cuban mom, and English is not your um, your your primary um, language. And when you go to school, all they're doing is talking English. So learning learning was really hard for me. And, and and also, I was a very emotional child, not knowing about mental mental health back, not knowing about mental health like it is now that we know so much about it. So it was hard for me, you know, going to school. I hated going to school. 
from second grade all the way to high school, I hated going to school because, you know, they made fun of me. I didn't know how to read. I wasn't in the right classes. I wasn't hanging out with the popular kids or like the regular population. We were secluded, isolated from everybody. So what happened is when I got into high school, um, remember, I'm, I'm going into high school. I'm 16, 17 years old, 15, 16, 17 years old, and I can't read. And I'm talking about learning how to read, reading on a third grade, maybe fourth grade level. So I hid behind fashion. Any sneakers that would come out, I got it. All the polos, Tommy Hilfiger, anything a hip-hop artist was wearing on a music video. I don't care for Wu-Tang, all the way down to Jay-Z. If you was wearing it and you was talking about it in your music, most likely I was going to school wearing it. So now people then, these kids didn't really care that, yo, China man didn't know how to read. All they cared about, yo, you seen China had the Deion Sanders. China had on the Pippin. China had on the New Jordans. And, and the thing I would do too, but what I look at it now, like it was like kind of kind of crazy. I would change my outfit in high school twice just to get some more notoriety and to get some more public, um, popular during lunch. I would go home because I didn't live that far. I'll switch up my outfit and come back to school for another two, three periods. And they'll be like, yo, look at this dude. He's wilding, you know? So at that point, I started designing my own um, shirts to go with my sneakers. So that's how I really got into fashion without me knowing. I started designing jean jackets and t-shirts. Um, the music business changed. And um, when the music business was changing in 2002, I was in New York. I met, a, I met one of my partners, introduced me, a financial advisor introduced me to um, one of my partners, which is G-Shock. I don't know if you ever heard of that brand. They do watches. And they were, verging, um, they were merging into the Urban Street brand. And they wanted to start their own apparel. So they picked me up. And that's when it really kicked off. And I, was, I started designing brand for brands. I started manufacturing. I started learning about the fashion industry. And I fell in love with it. Not knowing that that was my destiny. You know, I fell in love with it. You know, that's why I love reading. Because I read a book about a book called The Alchemist. It's about finding your true identity you know you might think you're going to be the world's best quarterback or the, or the fastest running back or the, the the best rapper and you end up in the music uh, movie business or you end up in um the tech business because throughout your journey you're you're figuring out what works and what doesn't work and that helps you figure out your true identity and your true passion and your true love so come to find out throughout my whole journey Fashion was my passion, and fashion is my true love. And I've been with Civilized since 2008. It finally popped in 2012. We started in the street, selling from the back of my trunk, going to barbershops, beauty salons, doing layways, giving out the product, hustling the product. It started getting into retail stores in New York, Chicago, L.A., and I haven't, I haven't looked back. I'm super proud of the brand because it, it's a it's a building block. It's a stepping it's a stepping stone for future designers who didn't go to school, who don't think they can make it, who who don't think they're talented enough. Just 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 pay attention to Civilize. It's it's everything that you would need to make it as a tool. That's awesome. I think you know diving a little bit deeper into some of that for both of you guys. I love the fact that that we have both of you on the line because I think there's a lot of similarities just between the journeys, but. I think the commonality is for both of you guys, like finding your passion it is a mm -hmm. huge game changer. And I think like, think about all the times, like, I mean, kind of in on your end, you know, I mean, selling things out of the trunk of a car, you know, giving out free samples, things like that, just spreading the word. 
you know, I mean, there are probably hard times, good times. And at the end of the day, like it all roots back to you love what you do. You love the industry you're in, yep. passionate about it. You know, and, and uh, Joe Mill on your side sounds like the same thing. You know, you guys found what you really like and yep. really enjoy and made a made a career out of it, which at the end of the day is something that a lot of people don't have the luxury of doing or just the confidence to take that step or even the timeline to stick it out. Right. And I think both of you guys getting in it, identifying that at a young age and just riding it out has been, been huge. And you know, you're, you're seeing the results now. I mean, living your life, expanding the business. Um, these are things that, you know, we've established ourselves, which is great. Now we can really get creative and take it to new heights. For sure, for sure. And, um, and, there's, and there's still time, you know, that I think that's a couple of things that I like to promote in general. Sorry not to cut you off, but no, not at all. Um, I really didn't start this brand till, till 30. I was 30 years old, you know, I mean, imagine, uh, you know, someone who starts a lot sooner than that, how much, much their advantages that they're going to have, you know, um, Absolutely. so I'd like to, i like to encourage young people to go for it and, and, you know, start it to the journey. Like, if, you know, none of that's going to happen immediately. You've got to start somewhere. And I, people always ask me what's the best piece of advice I can give them. And it's like, just start, start somewhere, just start, start moving. Exactly. Right. Just, just take a leap. And I, I tell a lot of people too, like the, you guys probably see this, like the older you get, the, the more brain trash that's in your head financially around like why you can't do this because you're, you're taking a leap of faith. You're investing right. in yourself. And at the end of the day, like, you know, it's all on you. Right. And, and a lot of people, when they have, you know, a family, they got, you know, mortgage debt, like it's hard for them to take that leap. So to your point of, you know, the younger you are starting taking this leap early on, like, the results and the outcome are going it doesn't work out yet you got the experience that'll kind of take you to the new level um i think uh for both of you guys too you know knowing that you got some experience elsewhere whether it was in the retail space or whether it was in the industry you were in you got that exposure to realize you know how you can go about this um i guess a question for both of you guys is when you you took that step Right. And what was kind of going through your head? Was there any negative brain trash, things like that, that was telling you why you shouldn't take a step like that? First, you got to understand being an entrepreneur is not an easy thing. Because if it was easy, everybody would try to be an entrepreneur. I felt every emotion that God has created for man. I felt it. So I'm building my character. As I'm going through my journey, because it's a journey, and I try to, I try to tell people, Try to enjoy the journey as much as you can because that's where that's where the 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 oomph is. That's where the, the the excitement is. The ups, the lows, the downs, the excitement. You need to learn all that because that's preparing you for the outcome. Because there's a starting point and then you have the finish line. You just can't get to the start and just hurry up and jump to the finish line. It doesn't work like that. You got to go through the race. You and while you're going through the race. Do not deprive yourself of the journey. You gotta embrace the pain. You gotta embrace the suffering. You gotta embrace it. Cause when the happiness comes, the awards come, the excitement comes, that's when you learn balance. And that's when you're, the, all the feelings and the emotions that you've been carrying your inside for this journey, that's when you actually get to enjoy it. You get to feel it. And then when you get to the finish line, you're like, okay, what's next? So some of the difficulties I know for sure for me were the insecurities, right, of not knowing um, am I going to be able to to pay my bills, right? Am I going to 
like, should I just go get a real job? And how many times do you feel like quitting and, and you're like, you know what, this, I'm not making, this is not taking off the way I thought it would, or, you know, I'm not reaching the plateaus and the, and the goals that I thought I'd, I'd reach by now. Um, and then there'll be that one little spark. And like you said, you know, that moment that you, you're going through it and you, and then something great comes along, you know, a, a placement or, you know, a, a cool person recognizes your brand or you sell something, um, you know, you have a great sales day or sales week or sales month and you're like, you know what, I, this has potential. Um, so those are definitely sticking with it, um, you know, will will help you overcome the challenges no matter what they become. Um, and everyone's going to have a different challenge, you know. Um, I think most of it is going to be financial. You know, people are just unsure of how they're going to move on um, or how they're going to actually get paid. 100%. 100%. I think, like, one of the, the bigger things there is... Financial part is the scariest part. Yeah, absolutely. One of the, the scary pieces about it, but I think it's a, a little bit of, like, a blessing in disguise almost, too, is, you know, having having that urgency or that reason to need to hit a certain benchmark. You know, a lot of people look at things when it comes to a business is, you know, I'm not gonna make a profit for X amount of years. You know, I'm investing in the business, which scares people, excites people. You know, there's a ton of emotions out there, but I think the, the big takeaway is like, what what is the reason, where's the why? And if it's not as powerful, where's the financial burden and urgency you need to create for yourself? I'm sure both of you guys, you know, coming from the backgrounds you, you had, have high hopes to, you know, be successful in this so that way you can take care of, you know, the, the people that you love, right? Create the lifestyle that you want. You know, were there any financial motivations for you guys coming into this outside of just the passion? I grew up watching Jay-Z and Puff Daddy on a boat. I, I grew up watching Biggie talking about Jesus pieces and Rolexes. Yeah. At the end of the day, I just wanted to own my name. I wanted to own my identity. It was It was never about the money. Because awesome. money doesn't mean happiness. Money doesn't mean success. At the end of the day, I just wanted a voice. I wanted to be heard. I wanted to own my own identity. Because you, you got to understand, my, my logic is when I, that's why I changed my name from Alex to China. Because Alex was, Alex was labeled growing up by the, by the um, public education system. They labeled me everything. They were setting me up for failure. They labeled me um, um, learning disability. They gave me LD, EH, SED. Every label that you could put on a child's head, on his name, for failure, they gave me that. And then growing up in my neighborhoods and where I came from, the way they were programming me, I had to deprogram myself. So I, that's why I was like, you know what? Out with Alex and with China. And then when I saw Puffy become, saw Puffy, the way he was moving, Russell Simmons, Irv Gotti, Jay-Z, Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, Master P, Luther Campbell, Eric Wright, all these people, they had a voice because they owned their identity. And once you have a voice, oh, man, you're, pop you're, you're popping because now you could create a movement. You know, you could create your own movement. You could have your own followers. So that's what Civilized, that's why I got into Civilized. It wasn't really about the money. The money's going to come. As long as you have, you put that effort, you put that work, money comes. But I wanted a voice, and I wanted to own my identity. That's super inspiring, and, 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 and I love that. I love the way you put it. Um, I definitely 
uh, was okay with taking a pay cut, so to speak. Like I was like, you know, what? I don't, I'm not gonna make as much as I could film real estate. But I was like, pretty similar to what he's saying. I was like, I, I there's not that many cool real estate agents, right? But there's a lot of cool brands out there. And I was like, you know, I, I'm, I wanted my identity. I wanted to be a cool brand. Um, so I was willing to, you know, to take a cut for then for that amount of time until I felt like I was it was gonna grow and build. Like I always believed in it. So I was like, yeah, I sacrifice now and, and, you know, have the rewards later. Absolutely. No, I mean, I think the, the big key there is, and, and why I like to ask that question is, is money can be a motivator, but it can also be the first thing that, that helps you throw in the towel. And it, especially early on, like you're not making maybe a ton of money, but it's not about the money. And you, that's what you find for those people that stick it out, ride it out, is you're trying to create something. You're trying to leave a mark. Money comes, you earn it. End it, the end of the day a name a legacy those things can be created and that's what you guys are both trying to do and i love i love that comparison is you know you want to leave kind of this world not with x amount of money to leave behind but with with a name that'll be remembered right or a legacy or a mark that you know will change the trajectory of some people to think differently as well which i think is super powerful thank you i'd yeah, be i agree man I'd be, curious, I'd be curious for you guys just kind of as a segue off of that question, like how would you, how would you define success <clears throat> in simple terms, right? Because I think, you know, two tiered is, is, you know, when we look at success, one thing that I find with entrepreneurs is, you know, if I were to ask both of you guys, if, if you're, you feel like you're successful, you're probably going to actually say no. You guys are always hungry and motivated to stay uncomfortable, chase that next thing, like, like you said, China, and right is. You know, once we hit the start and hit the finish, it's when's the next, where's the next start, right? Where's the next finish? Um, so I'd be curious for you guys, like, how do you define success maybe for, for yourself? And if you were to fast forward, like, what does that look like for you? Um, yeah, I'm sure he has a pretty <laughs> thought for this. I, um, that's a great question. And I think it's like he said, you know, they got the finish line and, and we just keep pushing the finish line out further and further because, um, we're not content with with what you know. There's always more to be had, more success, um, and, and you can always push it further. Um, but I think most of all, success to me is just being comfortable um, in where you are and what you're doing. Right? I wouldn't want to be successful and and hate my job and and feel like oh man, I'm you know I'm, I'm crushing and making tons of money, but I absolutely hate going to work. So I think success for me is being able to wake up every day without the feeling of, man, I got to go to work. I probably do more work than, than an average person, but I never have, feel that, uh, I never feel that, that feeling of, of not wanting to do it. I'm not wanting to go there. I'm not wanting to handle those things. Um, so that's really a, a lot of success for me. What I think is success um, is doing it on your own terms, uh, doing it how you feel comfortable. There you go. No, I hear, I hear that, um, what you said, and I think that's spot on. I was reading uh, a book. It was called The Psychology of Money. If you guys haven't read that, it's a great, great read. Um, one of the things that they say is, 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 you know, alluding to this money buys happiness or money is the root of success and, and how that's not true. One of the quotes that you, they use is what, what defines success in a lot of people's eyes, and I think it actually grasps what you just said, being on your own terms. What they use is, is this one liner of I want to wake up in the morning and be able to ask myself, what do I want to do today? And not have to worry about anything else. You can get up in the morning, wake up, right. and what do I want to do today? Not what is so-and-so telling me I have to do 
what do I need to make? It's, it's, I need this money to do this. Like, what do you want to do to go do it? And that's, that's, that's success. That's happiness, right? I think that aligns with, you know, just on your own terms as well. Um, did you want to add to that? No, no, that's exactly spot on how I feel. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, no, I think that's super powerful. Um, we'll, we'll kind of wrap up in, in a couple minutes for you guys, but you know, I think the, the next piece that I'd, I'd love to dive into just cause I think your industry is, is a lot more unique, um, in just how you can, can spread, um, the brand and, and how you guys publicize. So curious on, on your end, like from a marketing standpoint, how do you guys feel like if you're looking at other, you know, fashion, um, people in the industry or other entrepreneurs, you know, what, what advice would you give them on, you know, marketing and how to kind of get in front of the right people to help brand and get this out there? Uh, it's tough because I'm figuring it out myself. Um, and I can't tell you that I've, I've unlocked, you know, um, unlocked it, but, but I think connecting with people, right. You have to connect with them on, on some type of emotional level. Like they have to believe in, in you and your product. They can't, it's not all visually like, some some brands do great visually, um, and they've had success with it. But um, some of the other ones that do it really well connect with you on on a, an emotional level. You're like, you know, either they have a meaning, have a purpose, um, you know, that's something that you can stand behind, and um, and know that that they, they do well, that they're trying to do well, that they're trying to better humanity and, and society. Um, and I think that's important. And um, so I think that's and uh, and collaborating and aligning yourself with with like like-minded people you know creatives um musicians uh, I, I think music and fashion um intersect in a place where where very few other industries do uh where it's you know music is uh fashion is often dictated by musicians um and musicians absolutely have to have the latest and the coolest fashion uh so that, i think that's that's where i've had a lot of success yeah, I love the, I, I hear that a lot, um, the, the the commonalities, I think, between music and fashion, the entertainment world, you see it all the time, and, and you know, I think you guys are using a lot of great examples. There. Universal, it's the universal language. Absolutely. Fashion and music is the universal language. Absolutely. It brings people together, it's harmony. Yeah, especially, you know, sneakers and streetwear and how far it's become, I mean, you see people from all over the world and country meet up at these sneaker conventions um and the thing that they all have in common whether they speak the same language or not is they all look fresh exactly fresh kicks on fresh gear it's a great way i mean looking at, at I you love fashion. high school middle school standpoint you know trying man it was it's, it's almost like a, it's a way to express yourself a little bit and, and show who you are as well i, I was the most I, I, I was the most insecure kid because i was i had all the labels if it wasn't for fashion and music, my life wouldn't be what it is now. So I, I appreciate every element that these two entities bring. And to, 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 to light up on the marketing, you just got to know your audience. Once you know your audience, you'll be able to dictate how you want to what you want to deliver to your audience. You just got to know your audience and you got to be true. You got to be true. It can't be a gimmick. The substance got to be real authentic absolutely because this is what this generation want this generation want authentic yeah. they want substance they want content yeah. and as long as you're being true to yourself and you know who you are man just be patient and you got to be patient 
a lot of mistakes happen because we're impatient because patience is a virtue and i made a lot of i made a lot of mistakes especially in marketing because i was impatient i want it now i want it now i want it now sometimes you got to sit back observe listen watch and then make that move but yeah you just got to know your audience fashion gives gives everyone gives you the confidence um that that most people that that you may not have otherwise you know you know you've got something dope on some you know you you're willing to step out and and let it be seen um and you know a lot of these young kids i grew up with um they necessarily didn't have the nicest place to live right but they'll step out of the house with the nicest outfit because this is where you know this is where they could shine right this is how they could this is how they could shine how they could be recognized and, and be known and be seen uh, because they may not have that opportunity at home you know not much they can do about that but they'll go out and spend their last 500 bucks on a cool pair of sneakers and maybe have to go home and live in, in subpar conditions you know what i mean but and, and people wonder like why would people do that why are people that don't have a lot of money try to spend money on luxury stuff and all but that's where they're gaining their confidence no i think it's a lot of a lot of great stuff stuff here for you guys and i appreciate you, you taking the time um to hop on today um and we got the guest appearance from china which is even better <laughs> um but you know, kind thank of, you for having me absolutely absolutely um as we're we're kind of wrapping up here guys curious on on your end you know from from both brands and both sides like what's what's next for you where where you know if the audience is kind of paying attention loves what they're hearing and is you know kind of feeling like they're tracking you guys from a, a, a vision standpoint like what's next on your radar um maybe it's an expansion side maybe it's a new idea and brand what what's kind of on your both radars i could tell you right now mine is collaborating it's all about collaboration just like kiss supreme all these other brands they're collaborating because the market is so saturated and also the market is so big, so big and people are so thirsty now for new product. So it's all about collaborating with me, bringing two, two visions together and, 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 and working, you know, for me, collaboration is super important and networking and giving back, going, going to the communities, talking to the juveniles, talking to the kids in high school, junior high, make, cause you know, Right now, that's to me. I, I feel like right now there's a there's a big um, war going on between entertainment and reality. So you know, because of social media, you know. So right now, it's all about energy with me going back, collaborating, giving back. So that's mine. That's awesome. Um, I love that. I'm actually looking to. Um, I don't want to be the best sneaker store. I actually just want to be a really dope clothing brand um, that happens to sell sneakers. So I want people to walk in to uh, to lace, wanting to get laced up the way they walk into Supreme or Ralph Lauren to get their respective brand. Um, so that's my end goal. Um, the more closely uh, expansion is on the way. I mean, I feel like I've kind of unlocked the, uh, the formula, so to speak, on, on how to scale. Um, also dabbling into the restaurant business. Um, I've opened a, a chicken wing and Southern fried comfort food um, spot, and I, I love it. I think it's, it's cool. I think that's also something that's very scalable. Um, 
and as I've changed my diet, now I'm into the smoothie business. And, um, and you know, I, I just I like having these offerings and and expanding the brand and doing things that people wouldn't think work well together, like laced food. <laughs> you know, it doesn't sound great, but it does sound but great. it works. It does sound great. <laughs> it sounds hot. Yo, yeah. lace food. Come right. lace your food. Right. Lace quality kitchen. So oh, that's even hotter. <laughs> so that's the, yeah, the shameless plug there. But um, you heard but it yeah, here that's, first. Uh, that's <laughs> the plan. Yep. Um, perfect. Uh, so if ever in Boston, definitely check out our store. Um, we we got six locations currently in Boston. Uh, called Lace. We have a restaurant called Lace Quality Kitchen, a smoothie shop called Good Times Juice Bar, and uh, and a Lace store in West Palm Beach. So if you're anywhere in these areas, come check us out on Instagram. It's just Lace, and uh, I'll let China tell you more how to reach him. Uh, everything civilized. I am civilized. Civilized. The acronym C V L Z D. Um, civilized. I am civilized, which is I am civilized. And um, you can reach us at um, Shop Civilized or CivilizedNations.com. Chinaman, I know you you vocalized it to me a little bit. Where where are you located? I know you're you're a little bit more maybe spread out than than Bill Mill, but if you want to shed some light yeah. on that, audience too, go yeah. I'm. I'm also the head salesman, and I, I wear a lot of hats, so I'm also the head salesman. So, you know, I try to plant my flag, New York, L.A., Chicago, Atlanta, Miami, Boston. So I'm never home. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm a rolling stone. You know, I'm, I'm on the road all the time. Awesome. Uh, and um, I don't mean, uh, um, I don't mean, I would like to give one thing, like one gift, one token, because I like to read a lot, and I like to share books. You know, like in, in um, I, my, one of my mentors always tell me whenever you're talking to somebody and you really want to get to know that person, ask them what's their favorite book or the latest book that they just read. They'll read tell you a lot question. about a person's character and the way they think. You read my next yeah. question. I was going to so ask, like, right, or wrapping up here, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll leave you. Like two, two things I always like to ask is, is either, you know, one is, is anything in particular that, that you hone to that you think the audience or anybody that's, uh, hearing this and wants to get into this should listen to read that's kind of been a good advocate for you the other one would just be you know is there something consistent consistently you know the title of this podcast brick by brick 365 why is it is it that name is i'm a big believer in you know you can't build a wall overnight or whatever the goal is it you got to start from the beginning one step at a time so curious on your guys then whether it's a book whether it's a podcast an article or even just you know shedding some light on what what's something consistently that you do that you think has been a, a big testament. We'd love to wrap up on on getting your take on both of those for you guys. Well, mine, um, my gift to to the audience and to you, and I'm very grateful for having me on Brick by Brick. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. The love is love, and energy is energy. Um, from the late Nipsey Hussle, I had the pleasure of meeting him in New York. He changed my life when he told me about a book called Contagious. It's a very good marketing book. It's about the win in the $100 cheesesteak in Philadelphia in marketing. That's when he started selling his CD for $100. So please, whoever's listening to this podcast, if you, if you remember anything about me, the book Contagious is a very powerful book. I will read it more than once because there's hitting messages because it's about stories, about people's lives. So enjoy it. And thank you for having me. That's my awesome because I actually have that book in my uh, 
in my collection. Um, and it's one of the books I would have, I would have said had he not just said that, um, because uh, it really did teach it. It showed me how to take a chance on our marketing that that people wouldn't think um, would work. Uh, and you just have to be willing to take that chance uh, and, and do it anyways. Um, and I think that was the lesson that I took away from that. Uh, and it's okay to put a value, a high value, like lace, a high, high value. Because and, 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 life is all about value and knowing your value. That's why I love that book. It taught me to value myself. Right. And for me to put the value on my head, not somebody else to come around and say, this is what you work. Absolutely. The art, the art of War, Sun Tzu, uh, I think is great, if, you know, to get you thinking um, and, uh, and to apply those things in, in everyday life. So that, that's one of my favorites. Well, I appreciate it again, guys. Um, thanks for taking the time today.